Welcome to this episode of WikiWalks, a short podcast devoted to some of the more intriguing and, huh, who knew, articles that you can run across in the weird world of Wikipedia. I'm your host, Chris Grismer. When I say that today's story is about a chemist from the turn of the century, you might roll your eyes and wonder, eh, maybe I should skip this one. But this man's story directly relates to you, what you did this morning, what you'll do over lunch, and tonight at dinner. All right, here, let me ask you this. To determine if this story is relevant to you or not, hey, listener, have you ever eaten food? Yes? All right, well then keep listening. You see, history is often littered with paradoxical stories of great men and women whose actions and behaviors aren't always as rosy as they seem. Were you to thumb through the annals of former Nobel Prize winners, you might see Fritz Haber and his contributions to agriculture and not really think much about it. However, Fritz Haber, by all accounts, has saved more lives than anyone in human history. However, he saved those lives completely accidentally as he was trying to figure out horrible ways to kill people. Fritz was born in 1868 in Breslau, now modern-day Poland. He was raised in a strict Jewish household, but later converted to Lutheranism in his 20s, and spent much of his remaining life trying to hide the fact that he was Jewish. He was smart as a whip, and excelled in the sciences, and eventually settled in the newly created field of physical chemistry. It is ironic given that his works can be viewed in stark shades of positive and negative. But by the time his third book was hitting the shelves, he hinted at a new process that would change the world as we know it, fixed nitrogen. Back around 1900, the world's population was hovering around a eh, billion and a half people. Now we're well north of seven billion. That doesn't happen without a lot of food being made to give you the energy to procreate and download this podcast, share it, and leave a good review on iTunes. You can't do that without food, I've tried. It was predicted in 1898 that the Earth's growing population would outpace the supply of wheat by 1931. Huge farming operations would deplete the nitrogen in the soil. The land would grow increasingly infertile. While nitrogen makes up 70% of our atmosphere, it exists as a crazy stable molecule called diatomic nitrogen, N2 for those keeping score at home. But for plans to actually access this nitrogen to get growing, it has to be fixed or converted into the more reactive ammonia called NH3. Before Haber, almost all nitrogen was fixed over hundreds of years by microorganisms in the soil. But those rich organic soils were rapidly disappearing. So, at that time, most industrialized countries like Germany relied on mined animal manure, particularly bat guano from South America, to make nitrogen-based fertilizers. If you've ever seen Ace Ventura 2, you now know why bat guano is so prized. Oh, hey, and also one quick note, <laughs> nearly forgot. Fixed nitrogen is crazy helpful in creating bombs, just so you know, BT dubs. In 1908, Haber figures out that if you combined atmospheric nitrogen with hydrogen under immense heat and immense pressure circulated over a catalyst like uranium, it was possible to synthesize ammonia. You could make your own. No more relying on hundreds of years of microorganisms or pallets of bat poop you could make nitrogen and ammonia-rich soil. By 1913, with the help of a fellow chemist named Carl Bosch, 
whose uncle founded Bosch, you know, the giant tool manufacturer, they created the Haber-Bosch process to create ammonia on an industrial scale. It is widely considered one of, if not the, most significant achievement of the 20th century. However, ugh, so Herr Haber here actually had no intentions of solving world hunger, because while ammonia is great at making fertilizer, it can be converted into nitric acid, which is totes amazing at creating explosives. Oklahoma City bombing? Yeah, that was ammonium nitrate. But, oh, the wheel turns and the story gets even worse. Ooh, far, far worse. You see, Haber was made the head of the Kaiser Wilhelm Institute for Physical Chemistry and Electrochemistry. Just rolls right off the tongue. And when World War I broke out, he was recruited to head up Germany's Gas Warfare Division and jumped at the opportunity. This guy loved Germany. He dabbled with a few early miscues and eventually found that chlorine gas would be a fabulous cloud to unleash on the enemy trenches. In its first use on the battlefield, his chlorine gas concoction was used against a garrison of French, Canadian, and Algerian troops and resulted in over 10,000 casualties. And when exposed to that type of gas, you don't just fall asleep, you actually drown in your own lungs. However, he then returned to Berlin for a dinner party to celebrate his new appetite for destruction. His wife, Clara, who was a successful chemist in her own right, told Haber that she could not live with herself being a part of the madness he unleashed on the world. So, she got up from the dinner table, excused herself into the garden, and then shot herself in the chest. Haber was so shaken that he gave up working on chemical weapons to focus on feeding the world's po- <laughs> Oh, no, 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 just kidding. He actually then refined the chemistry to inflict the max amount of casualties and made mustard gas. Mustard gas was particularly fun because it was much heavier than chlorine, so it would just kind of sit in the trenches to make sure it got everyone. Germany, however, lost the war, as you might remember. Lord, please tell me that you remember that part. But what you might not know is that in 1919, he was given the Nobel Peace Prize for improving the standards of agriculture and the well-being of mankind. Yes, he got the Nobel Peace Prize right after inventing mustard gas. Then again, Alfred Nobel is best known as the inventor of dynamite, so maybe it all makes sense. Still, the loss in the war took a toll on him. He spent the next decade trying to figure out how to extract gold from seawater. And when Hitler took power, Haber's Jewish heritage came to light, and he lost his post at the Wilhelm Institute. He was kicked out of Germany altogether and died in Switzerland in 1934. I'd like to tell you that his story ends there. I mean, dead men don't tell tales, but one of Haber's earliest inventions, long before saving hundreds of millions of lives, was a little insecticide product called Zyklon A. If you've taken history classes before, you might get a sense of where this is going. Zyklon A was an insecticide that was designed to have a very strong odor to make sure that when applied, people didn't get too close to it for extended periods of time. Years later, scientists tinkered with that formula a bit and made it odorless and gave it the new creative name of Zyklon B most notoriously known for being used in Hitler's gas chambers during the Holocaust. Most of Haber's own remaining family died using this formula after being sent to concentration camps in Germany and Poland. Here in 2020 now, we often forget about the people who helped shape the world that we live in today. Many of them for good, many of them for evil. And every now and again, you get someone who did it for both. <laughs>